Hey everyone, it's Allison here with New Little Life. I'm an internationally board certified lactation consultant, a nurse, a doula, and a mom of three little boys. Here on the New Little Life podcast, we'll talk with real moms about their breastfeeding experience, the good parts and the bad, and share real and practical advice about breastfeeding. Connect with and learn from other moms and professionals to help you meet your breastfeeding goals. Hello, once again, I'm so happy today to bring you another story and lessons from a wonderful breastfeeding mother. Margaret is our guest today, and she is a mom of three little boys, just like me, yay, and a beautiful military family. She has such an interesting story and has overcome so much. She's also very well-spoken about the difficulties she's faced. In this interview today, she's going to share her experience with nursing aversion tandem nursing, latching issues, and some other struggles that come with having three very young children at home amidst deployments and ever-changing situations. It was so hard to end our chat because I really felt like catching up with an old friend and it was a really nice interview. I think you're really going to love it. Before we get started today, down in the show notes, you can find links from our chat with Margaret and all the things that she mentions will be down there. Also, you can find some resources from New Little Life, including a breastfeeding course and a link to support the podcast on Patreon if you're able. I just wanted to say a quick thank you to all of our current patrons for making this podcast possible. I love you guys. Couldn't do it without you. You have a lot to learn from Margaret, so here she is. Hi, Margaret. I'm happy to be talking with you today. Good morning to you. Good evening to me. Hi, Allison. How are you? Good. I'm so happy. Okay. We've been trying to connect to chat for a while, so I'm really looking forward to this. Um, Can you start out today and tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, your beautiful little family, all that good stuff? Sure. Okay. So my name is Margaret. Me and my husband, Blake, have been married for six years, um, and we met while we were in college. and uh, right after we have three kids, so all boys. Um, Masi is five, Isala is almost three, and then the baby Alema is like 15 months, 16. I don't know. By the third kid, you're not really like it, keeping yeah. that close of track. Months? No, you don't have the cute pictures <laughs> no. with all the little circle months anymore. No. Yeah, at least not Definitely me. Not. Actually, I have seen a few moms that keep it up, and I'm like, Slow clap to you because I yeah I didn't even do it with Mossy with the first so like the standards just were starting out pretty low and we're just <laughs> way mine's, lower now. Mine's pretty sporadic on Facebook as well. There's like a random three month photo and then a nine month and then a ten month and then yeah it's yeah just like hello my baby's still here yeah remember us we're still yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Where are you guys um living now? You guys are a military family, right? Right. So we're a military family. We actually, um, when we first got married, we were not military and we were um, in school in Hawaii. And then um, right after Blake graduated, he joined the army. And so then we moved to Georgia while he was doing his training, Oklahoma, which is where me and you met. And then now we are in Colorado Springs and we just got here a couple months ago. So Cool. Are you liking that area? I've heard it's a nice place to be. It's really, it's beautiful. Yeah. We're really outdoorsy. So like there's tons of hikes and like really fun stuff for the kids to do out here. We miss the mountains so much. So I hope we can get back to those one day, but 
yeah, it's really pretty here. We really like it. Cool. All right. Well, let's dive into some of your breastfeeding journeys. You've had some really interesting stuff with all three of your kiddos. And I think a lot of moms are going to relate really well to you. So let's start right at the beginning. Um, okay. your oldest, I would love okay. to know if you had planned on breastfeeding. Did you grow up around breastfeeding? Where are you from actually? Um, so I'm actually from California. Okay. Um, yeah, so I didn't really, I mean, I kind of like vaguely grew up around breastfeeding. My mom breastfed all of us, but, um, only for a couple months with each kid. So I don't really like have any memories of her breastfeeding anyone. Um, I remember like seeing moms at church breastfeeding, but like, that's all like, like women at the church would always be like covered or like in the mother's room. So I was kind of like vaguely aware of it, but I didn't really like know a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so for myself, I actually didn't really decide, I guess (laughs) I didn't really like, I took a birth class. So I was really educated on like the birth and labor side Mm -hmm. and I just didn't really know anything about postpartum. So I just kind of went in with like, we'll try it. And then if not, then we'll just like formula feed. It wasn't really like something that I consciously thought about. Okay. So it was just like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And if it doesn't work, then we'll do something else. Yeah, it was not a like firm decision either way for me. Cool. So how did your first one go? You had him and do you remember the beginnings of that? What was that like? Yeah, it started out great in that first hour, you know, after he was born, he latched right away and did really well. He breastfed for like 15 minutes. Um, And then after that very first time, he like just could not latch. He could not stay on. Um, so he was born like three weeks early, so not super early, not NICU early, um, but he had some jaundice problems and so he, and he was really sleepy. So we just couldn't get him to latch. I think I saw like, just like every lactation consultant that worked at the hospital and they would come and help me latch him on and it would be good. And then they'd leave and it would not be good (laughs) anymore. So we, um, syringe fed him at the hospital they sent us home with a pump and some formula. Um, yeah. And it was just, it was a big struggle in the beginning. So when you go, went home, were you able to latch him and breastfeed? It sounds like they didn't really resolve that issue for you in the hospital. No, they didn't. And like every time I saw a lactation consultant in the hospital, it was a different person. So oh, there was no like too. continuity, continuity yeah. of like, you know, like strategies or whatever. So they sent us home with a pump and some formula as backup. Um, And because of his jaundice, um, they told us that he needed to eat every like three hours max. But they also wanted me to like try and latch him first on each side. So we would spend like five to 10 minutes latching on each side. Um, So that'd be like 20 minutes total latching. Then I would pump, feed that to him, put him to sleep. And then, you know, have like a 30, 45 minute timer and for me to sleep until I had to wake up again and start the whole process again. Mm. And that lasted for like two weeks. It was really rough. Wow. He recovered from his jaundice, I'm assuming. Um, It actually kind of persisted a little bit. So he ended up having to use that blue light that you like wrap around the babies because it just wasn't, you know, we were hoping that feeding and just being in the sunlight would yeah. make it go away. And it just wasn't. So yeah. So we had to be in the blue light for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. 
So you said two weeks. Was there something different that changed at that two-week mark that got a little better or what happened there? Yeah. So um, we kept going to lactation consultants. Um, So where we were, we were at a small school on the north end of the island and all the lactation consultants were on the southern end. So that's like an hour drive one way. So we, like three days postpartum, we're driving to the hospital, back to the hospital to see the lactation consultants. Wow. Um, and my husband's a sleepy driver, so I was doing the driving, um, which in <laughs> retrospect was not a good idea at all. Yeah. Like three days <laughs> postpartum, a week postpartum, you should not be doing these things. Yeah, but you were desperate for help, it sounds like. just I was desperate for help, and I also just, I didn't educate myself about postpartum at all. So I had like no idea that like I was pushing myself way too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we kept going to lactation consultants, um, and it just, like, I think we went, like, three or four times in that first two weeks, and I, it, for, it didn't really seem to be helping at first. We got a new consultant, um, and she noticed that he possibly had some lip and tongue ties, Okay. and so she recommended that we get those looked at, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and she also gave us a nipple shield, and that was the turnaround point for us. That nipple shield was huge. Yeah, I'm actually surprised at how many moms I've interviewed so far that have used a nipple shield either for a short or an extended period of time uh, for yes. for what you're describing. We're struggling. This is not working. I need something mm-hmm. to kind of help the in-between. So yeah. Was it better yeah. with the shield? It was way better because I'm I'm more on the overproduction side of okay. the milk. So um, having the nipple shield was just like hugely helpful for him because it forced, you know, it forced him to open his mouth a little wider. And so that's when we were able to like finally breastfeed. Oh, that's awesome. And then was it, I, well, I actually know a little bit about your story. So I was going to say, was it smooth sailing from there, but not necessarily, Um, right? Right. Not necessarily. We actually used the nipple shield the whole time. They told us, they told us, you know, like, try to wean him off in a month or in two months. And I tried and it didn't work. And so I was like, I don't have time. I I don't have the energy to do this. Like the nipple shield works. So we're just going to keep going with it. Um, So we used it for like five, six months. Yeah. Until he was done breastfeeding. Yeah. Wow. And anything else of note in with your first there? I mean, you just. Not really. No, it really was pretty good after that, you know, um. It was busy um, because I was still in school. And so there he was both like pumped milk and um, directly at the breast fed. Um, and with that, I did gain a little bit of overproduction, I think, because I was pumping maybe a little too much. And it's I hard just didn't to know. gauge, though, for sure. Yeah. yeah and I just didn't know. Um, that's something that I didn't even realize until like years later, looking back, I was like, okay, I definitely like if he was sleeping, you know, I would have to pump at like 11 or, or, you know, like midnight. And I was like, okay, that probably was, you know, me getting a little bit of dependence on the pump. But other than that, it was really easy. You know, nipple shields are like a love hate relationship. I totally know. Yeah. <laughs> like in the middle of the night, you know, trying to like search for the and shield. And they're clear. On you the can't bed. find them. <laughs> it was the worst. Yeah. I, so that part of it, I hated so much. Um, and, you know, like trying to wash them or whatever, losing it in the diaper bag. Yeah. Cause they're clear. I agree. But so, it really helped. That's yeah. the only way that we, you know, got through it. And then at six months, did you switch over to formula with him? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So at six months, um, I discovered a lump in my left breast. Okay. 
And so we went to see a doctor. It turned out to be a lactational adenoma. And I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, tell us. It's, it's basically like um, milk and pus has kind of like gotten diverted and like creates kind of like a water balloon situation. So okay. I had, it was pretty big. It was about three centimeters long. So we, I had surgery to get that removed and I was hoping to keep breastfeeding after that, um, but the medicine that I was on, he didn't like, it was breastfeeding friendly, but he didn't like the taste. And so for those two weeks, he didn't breastfeed. I had a huge freezer stash, so he used that and was fine, Um, but we just never went back after that. Yeah, just kind of what made sense for for you guys. Yeah, it made sense. And I was a student still, so it, it, it actually was perfect timing. Yeah, kind of. Oh, interesting. There you say that, that it just kind of worked out and... Yeah, it worked out really well. Did you have longer goals than that? Or was it kind of just you were okay with switching over at that time? Yeah, I was totally okay. I didn't have any goals with Mossy. So switching over was not a big deal. Cool. I love to hear that. I love it when it's kind of an easy transition and you pivot and do what works for you. Yeah. And go on. Cool. So um, let's chat about your second one. Let's see. They're two years apart. Is that right? About two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Uh, Was it easier with your second one? It was. It was in a lot of ways. Um, I think the biggest way that it was easier was that I was just more educated. Yeah. You know, I knew what was happening after Masi was born. I realized that I like have this huge passion for birth, breastfeeding, you know, motherhood, all that stuff. And so um, I started, you know, like reading things about it, following accounts on social media, uh, like breastfeeding accounts and stuff. So I was just way more educated going into it the first time. Um, so in that sense, it was just way easier. Um, yeah. He, and he didn't have as much problems. He did have um, some tie problems, but um, it wasn't nothing that was too bad. Uh, we didn't notice until he breastfed great in the hospital. Um, and then about the third day that we were home or so, I noticed that he was struggling to latch. So I just sent my husband to the hospital or to the store to get a nipple shield. And we just used that straight away. And that worked for us. He only had to use it for about two months. And then he like self-weaned him from it. Cool. Yeah. Um, Did you, did he have ties then? Did you get them revised or were they not too big of a deal? So neither of the ties we got revised. So with Mossy, I had our pediatrician look at them and he said, yeah, he definitely has ties. Um, but I don't think that they're like severe enough to need to be revised and being a first time mom, I didn't know any better. I didn't know how to, you know, like advocate for us. So I just said, okay. And we just (laughs) went with it. Luckily so far it hasn't caused, I know that like sometimes if they don't get revised, it can cause like teeth problems and like other stuff. Luckily it hasn't caused that for either of them. Um, but yeah, so if Masia didn't get revised with Sala, I did get a referral to see an ENT um, and he said he also said yeah so he definitely has um, some ties but because uh, both my boys are really chunky and I think part of that is the oversupply and the nipple shield just makes it way easier yeah because the suction of that nipple shield just kind of like pulls the milk out yeah and so um, yeah so the the doctor um, looked me straight in the eyes it was a male doctor. <laughs> he looked me straight in the eyes and said, yeah, so we're not going to advise it. And I told him that I was still, even through the nipple shield, I was still having breast pain from his latch. 
and he looked me straight in the eyes and said, I'm sorry that you're um, having breast pain, but since he's gaining weight appropriately, I'm not concerned about it, so we're not going to revise it. Okay, and how did you feel about that at the time? Um, Really upset. Really, yeah. (laughs) Because I was like, you don't have boobs, so, like, breast pain is is a big deal. Especially if there's, like, a problem, why wouldn't you get it revised? And as a specialist, it's not that hard, right? Yeah, it's supposedly not that hard. I don't know. So neither of them got revised. Okay. Did your pain get better with, with your second one? It did get better. Okay. Yeah, it did get better. Um, about the time that he stopped using the nipple shield, it, it just got better. I don't know if I just got used to it or his latch. He just adjusted his latch and it got better. Sometimes when they, yeah. just with age, they yeah, things just get better, better, you know? So I, it's hard to say. Uh, yeah. yeah. And how long did you end up breastfeeding your second? Was it longer than your first or was it a little bit different experience that way? Um, both. So it was way longer. Um, when he was born, I had the goal to breastfeed for at least two years, like the, uh, World Health Organization recommends. And yeah, so I was hoping to breastfeed for at least two years. And then after that, just kind of play it by ear. You know, um, I really wanted to gently wean him, um, or let himself wean, but I really wanted to make it to that two years. Yeah. So Everything was going pretty good um, after those first couple months, and we were doing great. And then about, he was about nine months old, and we found out that we were pregnant with a surprise baby. Yay! So that, like, <laughs> totally threw a wrench in everything. In a good way, I guess. But. No, for sure. But the surprise ones, they sneak up on you. And they do. then you yeah. readjust your whole life plan. And mm-hmm. Okay. So what did breastfeeding look like? at that point so okay so at that point you know I've been you know I just love to like like I literally listen to podcasts like this all the time like birth and breastfeeding podcasts are like my jam I'm so So glad we have another one that's gonna be great so I knew that like I'd heard of tandem feeding and stuff like that um so it was a hard adjustment mentally for me um to adjust to like this may not work, but let's try it. Cause he was only nine months old. So I really wasn't, he was not ready to wean emotionally. He is a hundred percent my like Milky's monster. Like he's the kid that will nurse all the time if you would let him. So yeah, so I just had to kind of switch goals and I was like, we're still going to try for the two years, but if we don't make it, you know, some people dry up during pregnancy, you know, anything can happen. Sure. So I was just like, if we don't make it, it'll be okay. But we're still going to try. We're going to try our best and just kind of see what happens. So we still breastfed him. I still breastfed him through the whole pregnancy. Um, there was nothing really, like, exciting about it, I guess. Were you tender at all? A lot of moms complain about, like, nipple tenderness, especially in the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, I was not tender. Okay, you didn't really notice a difference. I didn't really notice a difference in terms of tenderness. Um, but I was just exhausted. Like I think, you know, pregnancy plus breastfeeding, um, and him being so young, him still breastfeeding like a lot during the day, and he was um we co-sleep and he was breastfeeding still like almost all night. So that just would put a huge strain on my body. And through the whole pregnancy, I was just exhausted all the time. Um, but it was, but it was okay. How you did know, your OB react to that? Did you get any, any flack for 
for continuing to breastfeed during your pregnancy? I know some healthcare providers are okay with that and some are really not. Right. So actually, um, the first two boys were born in a hospital. And then with the third, I went with a midwife at a birth center. Um, and Lenore was great. She, she, um, yeah, she really supported us and we had talked about it. We kept talking about it, you know, through the whole pregnancy and she was totally good with it. She was like, as long as it's working for both of you guys, then, you know, keep going. And awesome. so I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. So it was great. Um, did, did you notice your baby? Do you think he noticed a difference? Did your milk change at all? Um, did he ever give you a hard time about nursing at any point in your pregnancy? No, he didn't care. No, he didn't. If it did change, he didn't care. If it disappeared like it does for some women, he didn't care. I don't think it did, but no, he definitely did not care. Okay. (laughs) Nothing changed. So I'm really interested to know what happened when your third was born. What, what did breastfeeding then look like? You've got this milk monster who's not giving it up Mm -hmm. for any reason and now Mm -hmm. a newborn. So start at the beginning. What, what does that look like? Okay. Um, well, a little bit before the baby was born, like maybe two or three months before this baby was born, I tried, he was still nursing like literally four or five times in the middle of the night. Like he's the milky monster. He's a comfort nurser. Um, whereas Mossy was not a comfort nurser. So that was like a huge adjustment just even in the beginning, just realizing like, Oh, he's going to nurse as long as I let him versus Mossy would just kind of unlatch when he was done. Mine have all been different in that way as well. So I can totally relate. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So a few months before the baby was born, I was like, okay, I can't nurse both of you guys all night long. Like I'm relatively small breasted. Like my just, it's not going to work. Yeah. My boobs just don't stretch that far. (laughs) (laughs) So I started trying to teach him to self-soothe a little bit. And so we would, I would do just like every other feeding when he woke up in the middle of the night, I would just, you know, like pat his back and try to get him to go to sleep by himself. We had some moderate success with that. Um, and then the baby was born. Um, so since uh, Alemo was born at a birth center, the older two boys got to be there, oh, which was like the most amazing experience. Um, it was really good for them. And I think it was the best for the younger two for that transition. Um, because they never had to be separated from me. You know, they didn't have to spend three days apart. Um, and they got to come up, they were actually downstairs during the actual pushing part, Mm -hmm. but then they got to come up right after and see the baby. Um, Alamo or Isal was sleeping when the baby was born, but he got to come when he woke up from his little nap, he got to come up and, you know, cuddle with me in the bed. And we all just, all three of us just kind of slept together. Um, and it was really great. Yeah. Yeah. So that was at the birth center. And then when we came home, we started tandem feeding. <laughs> it's, it's a ride, but you know. Oh, okay. It's what did that look like? What did that look like in the beginning, especially? Okay, so in the beginning, it was it both made things harder and made things easier. Okay. So like, in the way that it made things harder was like, well, first of all, I always fed Esau in one position. We didn't really do a lot of different positions before the baby was born. Okay. Like, I'm, he mostly just sat in my lap and would just feed. Whereas now I have two, we have to kind of like, there's a lot of juggling involved. Like, mm-hmm. try to get, I would try to get the baby latched first. And Saul would be, you know, like he might be kneeling next to me, like on the couch or something. So even just that part was a little bit hard for him to get used to. 
um, you know, like different positions that he had never used And he was a little bit over two years old. Is that? No. He was about 18 months. 18 months. months. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he was older, but not, not, you know, not verbal, not verbal, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, so that took some adjustment, just like trying to figure out, (laughs) trying to figure, you know, a newborn's a lot. So just like trying to figure out how, luckily he didn't have any latch problems. Good. Thank goodness. (laughs) Did you use a nipple soap with your third as well? I had one ready, but we didn't, we didn't end up having to use it. So that was good. So, yeah. um, Did you have one breast for the baby and one breast for the toddler or did you switch it up? We would, I would try to switch it up. Um, You know, mom brain memory is not, especially in the newborn days is not always there, but I would try to switch every feeding um, just to keep things even. So I didn't have one breast, you know, like producing more, like getting uneven or whatever. Um, So just the juggling and trying to figure out positioning was hard in the beginning. There was a lot of pillows involved, like trying to get everyone ready. Um, But having the older nursling really helped in those first like two, three weeks when your milk is settling and you're just like so engorged and painful that I could have him, you know, come in after the baby and draw some of that milk. Oh, I never that thought pressure. of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And especially since that's what he wanted to do anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it was really helpful in like, keep. so I was still engorged, obviously, but that was the first time that it wasn't just like, I wasn't just like, you know, like crying with the pain of engorgement because yeah. I had oh, him to cool. just release a little bit of that pressure. So that was really nice. How was your supply? Did you notice a difference in that baby? Um, did it even out quicker where you had the help from the toddler or... I know that. I think it, I think it definitely evened out quicker. Um, you know, I wasn't paying super close attention to it. There's so much three kids. Yeah. I had three kids. My husband was also deployed at that time. Was he deployed for the birth? Yes. So he (laughs) he was supposed to get to come home for the baby to be born and baby decided to come two days before. Stop. Oh my God. So luckily we had a backup plan. My sister was living with me at that time um, to help with the kids. This is before my brother moved in. So my sister was living with me and then we had another friend, you know, military friends. Oh yeah. You're just forced to be so close. You are. Mm -hmm. And get so close so fast. So then we had another friend come and she was kind of like my secondary person. So she was there for the birth and she was also there to help with the kids while we're at the birth center. So yeah. He watched on FaceTime. This is hard. Yeah. What was that like for him? I mean, I'm sure you've talked about it. What I can just, I've seen a lot of this happen in the military. So yeah. um, What kind of feelings brought there? And then you go home with three kids on your own. And I mean, I'm sure you had help, but yeah. Wow. It was a lot. It was definitely a different vibe. Like it was super, the birth center, being at the birth center is all women. Mm-hmm. Both my support people were women, my midwife and her assistants. It was, so it was just like super like female empowerment. And that was awesome. Yeah. But at, when it came down to it, um, the pushing part, I think that's really where not having Blake there yeah. kind of hit me mentally. Um, and that was a huge struggle. I know. Um, so he cried. He definitely cried yeah. while he was watching. But since it's on video, he he can deny it. So he says he did cry. Yeah. <laughs> he totally was like crying on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the FaceTime. Yeah, I don't know. They let he was supposed to actually be working that day. 
um, and they let him off so that he could, you know, be on, on the video Well, call. that's something, I guess. I feel like yeah. the military tries, but it's a hard life for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard balance for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was definitely a disconnect for him, I think. You know, it's. I think it's hard just to watch, mm-hmm. to watch. I mean, it's hard to be the partner watching in person. And I think it's even harder to be the partner watching. When you can't do literally anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It makes me want to go and reactivate my doula days and do more of that. (laughs) Yeah. And the only, of course, because it's the army, the only place that the Wi-Fi was working was in um, like the common area of his barracks. So he was smart enough to be like facing the wall so no one could, you know, see me giving birth. Did he have headphones on? Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he did. But like people kept walking by and so he would be like super serious, like watching the birth, and then he'd be like, Hey, how's it going? Okay, see you later. And then like come back. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> and he's like crying. People are like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> oh my word. What a crazy experience. Yeah. All right. So how old are your, is your second one now? Are you still breastfeeding your second and your third? Okay. So now the kids are, oh my gosh, I know. almost three. Yeah. yeah. Almost three uh-huh. and like 15 or 16 months in somewhere in that yeah, yeah. area. Ballpark. Are they both still nursing? They are not. Um, okay. So tell us so, about the end there. I'd love to know. Yes. Yes, this is like where it gets juicy, I guess. <laughs> um, the first the first couple months were so good um, of tandem feeding them. We're so good. It was, you know, it was super hard, like everything worthwhile in motherhood is, but it was good. It was helpful. I think it really helped that bonding between the younger two. Um, did they always you know, nurse together? I was going to ask you that. Or They did not always nurse together they would frequently nurse together in the beginning but I just didn't love like the juggling part of it that's a lot so so as much as possible I would have them nurse separately okay so in the beginning (laughs) I was just nursing all the time essentially because you're nursing a newborn and then the tongue's like let me get in on that and so Okay. Sorry. I love it. Okay, we just took a tiny break to settle the the tiny people. So yes, give us the the juicy part because now I had to wait even longer to hear it. Okay, what after the first few months of both feeding, what happened? Right. Oh, okay. Well, it helped. So I'm gonna go back to the first few months for a little bit. Super. It really helped the bonding between them, especially with. The toddler being so young still and still, you know, such a mama's boy. um, I think that really helped him, you know, not feel like I'm missing out on something or like I don't get to nurse anymore because the baby, you know, has to nurse. So as much as possible in those first few months, I did my best to let them both nurse. Um, They didn't always do it together, but I did my best to let them both nurse so that he wouldn't feel like he was just getting like pushed to the side. Yeah. baby and there were some really cute moments in that like them holding hands while they're both nursing you know um and stuff like that um and even uh you know like newborn milk is a little more fatty yeah so mm-hmm. Sala got like 
chunky those first couple of months yes. like his face got all <laughs> chunky like, there's so the much milk i love it <laughs> there was, yes he was awesome. totally excited by all the new milk and he got a little bit chunky Fun. which was so cute um yeah so those first few months were really good and then about i want to say about three or four months um after the baby was born you know my supplies kind of settled down kind of got into a teen. um, And that's when nursing aversion started setting in for me. Mm. That's a that's a real thing for a lot of moms. Can you explain a little bit, though, about what that means, what that looks like? Yes, I can totally explain about it, because I think it's something that is real, but like it doesn't get talked about a lot. So Mm, I I didn't really know, I kind of had heard of it, but I didn't really know anything about it before um, I went through it myself. Okay. So nursing aversion is, um, it usually, it can happen to anyone. It can happen to anyone just breastfeeding, you know, one kid. Um, But it's pretty common from what I've seen in tandem nursing, especially if you're nursing, you know, kids of different ages. Because their like latches can be different. Like a lot of times a toddler latch is a little more shallow and they've got teeth. Yes, they are very different latches. I totally agree. They're totally different latches and they've got teeth. which Sala was never a biter, but just the presence of the teeth. Um, So nursing aversion is when you just, it's super hard to explain, but it's like, um, it's just like all of a sudden you have these negative feelings towards nursing. And typically it's, it's when you're actually nursing. So like when I was nursing, when he would latch on, I would like, my toes would curl. It was not painful, but it was almost like a like a nails on a chalkboard type feeling Mm -hmm. like it would just like it was cringy um I would get like angry at him um and like want to like throw him across the room like anything to get him off me um and that's pretty common response too is like just feeling like anger and this huge frustration and it was it was totally that nails on a chalkboard feeling like I just could not stand to have him yeah that just makes your latch. like shoulder come up and you're just like yes oh. it was just and like a huge cringy. like a, a lot of moms describe it as like a wave of of um of feeling just like yes. it just waves through you and you can't control it did you also Mm-mm. feel that with the baby or mostly just with the toddler no i never felt it towards the baby it was always towards the toddler How interesting. and i noticed that it was more likely not more likely because once it started, it was pretty much every session wow. with the toddler was the aversion, but it was stronger when I was nursing them both. And I don't know if that's because my body could feel like the differences um, in like the latches or whatnot. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a really rough thing to go through because as soon as he would unlatch, then you get these huge waves of like mom guilt And, you know, you feel bad that why do I feel so and the anger immediately dissipates, um, like once you unlatch. And turns to guilt and right. And it turns to guilt and all this shame. And so it's like, it's super hard. Like sometimes I would yell at him while he was latched, like, I just yell and like, get off me. Like, and it's, it was, it's so hard to go through. And there's just not enough people talking about it. Yeah. How did he react to that? Did I'm sure he noticed a difference, but I'm sure he did. He still was not really like verbal at that time. Um, I would try. So in the beginning, I was just trying to push through. 
I would, you know, I would do something to distract myself. I did a lot of breathing techniques. Um, Once I noticed that it was stronger when they were tandem nursing, I like almost completely stopped nursing them together because it was Mm -hmm. just, it was too hard. Yeah. Um, And there were a few times where I like hate to admit it, but I, I like forcibly got him off me. I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so I would try to do things to distract myself. Like I would scroll on my phone or I would like do a lot of breathing or like counting, you know, like count to 10 and then like take a deep breath, start over Um, because he was still so young. He wasn't even two yet. And so I just didn't want to like, you know, and I would, yeah, there's so much mom guilt. Oh, I can't even imagine. I didn't want him to like notice. I'm sure he did. I didn't want him to notice. I didn't want there to be negative associations to nursing for me or for him. And so like, I really, really tried for a long time. We just, we just kind of pushed through. Um, Once I stopped nursing them together, like I would only nurse them together if I absolutely had to, but usually I wouldn't. And that helped a bit. It it helped significantly, I would say. Um, But yeah. How long did you continue to nurse through that and what did it look like when you weaned did you wean sooner than you wanted to with him because of that Uh, well we actually had just weaned since we've been here um in Colorado which we've only been here since September so October November summer or we've only been here for four months so he just recently weaned um so you pushed through that for a long time eight or nine months is that right yeah yeah that sounds about right yeah, I did it ever it get better? It got better a little bit. Um, after those first couple months where he was like, it was almost like he was cluster feeding as well during that newborn stage. Mm-hmm. He kind of, after a few months, he went back to his normal nursing schedule, which was just bedtime, nap time, and you know, like maybe once or twice during the day. Okay. Um, and at night, he was also still nursing at night. Oh lord. <laughs> yeah, there was. There was a period, like maybe six weeks, um, at about baby's five or six month mark, where I think that's kind of like the point where like siblings typically realize like, hey, this baby's not going anywhere Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so I think he was struggling with that a little bit where um, for about five or six weeks, he was nursing like six times during the night. Wow. Plus like trying to nurse the baby who luckily was a pretty good sleeper and would only wake up like three or four times. But so your toddler was nursing more than your baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that was also like kind of at like the beginning slash like height of the aversion. So that was, oh, that's a that lot. was not fun. Yeah. That was a lot. But um, yeah. So we pushed through for a really long time. Um, and then Blake came home from his deployment. I think baby was about seven months old. Yeah, I think baby was about seven months old. Um, anyways, so when Blake came home from his deployment, this whole time, I have my sister living with me and then my brother living with me. But basically, like, I'm doing this by myself. Oh, you so know? your husband only came home just for a couple weeks around oh, yeah, the birth sorry. and then went yeah. back. Yeah. Oh, so he wasn't coming he was home, home to be home. Oh, my <laughs> word. He was home for 10 days. Oh, my then- gosh. <laughs> and I mean, that sounds back. normal for the, for the Army, but yes. that is just... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause he got yeah. that 14 day leave, but it included travel time. So we got 10 days. So, okay. So you're doing all of this 
on your own too. I mean, I'm so glad your sister was there with you, but it's not the same as a partner. Right. And she was, yeah. And so, you know, and both my siblings, when they were living with me, were working and just, there's only so much they can do to help, especially like nighttime routine. That was all me. That was 100% all me. Um, so was your oldest with you too? Were you, were you all three co-sleeping together? Yes. We still all three co-sleep together. Oh my word. (laughs) You had your hands so It was a lot. It was a lot. If you could get gold stars for hard stuff in motherhood, I would slap Mm -hmm. one right on you because that's amazing. (laughs) I can't believe you continue to breastfeed your toddler through that nursing aversion. That's some really intense stuff. Yeah, it was really intense. Really intense. Did you, did your little one wean from the breast at the same time? No. So he's still breastfeeding. He's still breastfeeding. Okay. Yeah. So about when Blake came home, I don't know what it was about having him home, but I finally just like gave myself permission to like relax a little bit to, yeah. to, so we started weaning at that point, super slowly. Um, I think baby, I think, I think he saw it was two at that point. I can't remember. Anyways. Yeah. He was a little more than two. Um, and so we started just doing like super gentle weaning. Like, um, I would let him nurse and then I would count to like 20. And so he would get to nurse until I got counted to 20 and then his session would be over kind of thing. Did you count out loud for him or? Yes, I did count out loud for him. Um, and we kind of talked, he still was not super talkative. I mean, he was only barely. But they understand a little bit. But they understand a little bit. So yeah, so we started doing that. So we weren't cutting down on the number of sessions, but we're just making it shorter. Um, and that I, just the mental aspect of like, okay, we are moving towards weaning helped my nursing aversion so much because I was like, before I was letting him nurse for as long as he wanted. And Mm -hmm. I was doing my best to just like, kind of let him do whatever he wanted and him being the milky monster. He was like, totally taking advantage of that. And so during the aversion, that was so much. And then just like giving myself permission to not stop completely, but just like move towards weaning totally helped my mental state like enormously. So, so we, it probably took us like four or five, maybe six months to completely wean because the, the aversion, like it didn't go away, but it was way more manageable. Um, once I started, yeah. you know, slowly cutting down, that mental aspect was a big key for me. And so we were able to wean um, over like a long period of time. And so it was it was really gentle for both of us. Which was kind of your goal from the beginning, right? It was, yeah. Sounds like and he may have never weaned if you hadn't oh, helped not. him a lot. <laughs> but you did get to kind of do it in a gentle way. And that's great. Yeah. yeah. So your yeah, little one so- is still nursing, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I actually was just thinking about it for this a couple of days ago, like in preparation for this podcast. Yeah. But he actually, um, the toddler, only weaned. I think it's been like three, maybe three weeks, maybe a month since he last nursed. So like it, we really ramped it up once we got here because I was just tired. But yeah, oh even God. once he like was cutting down, nursing too is still a lot. So, but yeah, so he's it's it's a super recent thing that um that we've weaned but I think it was really 
it was good. And he's still like, he will sometimes still ask for milkies, Mm -hmm. um, especially around bedtime. Um, And we just, I usually just try to, I'm not opposed to nursing him like once or twice if he really, really needs it. But we just um, try to comfort him and usually he's okay. You know, I'll comfort him for a few minutes. We'll cuddle or hold hands or whatever. And then he's okay. So... Did your milk supply adjust pretty evenly when he stopped? I mean, you still had the baby nursing. Did mm-hmm. you notice I, anything there? I didn't notice anything. Yeah, that sounds like, right. And we ner- we we weaned so slowly You're that right. I don't think, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I didn't really notice anything. But, yeah, but he's still, I don't think, I hope it wasn't traumatic for him. I don't think it was. He will, he still is, like, obsessed with milkies. <laughs> like, he will still yeah. come and, like, cuddle my boobs, yeah. which before motherhood I would have thought is, like, the weirdest thing. But he'll, like, come cuddle me. He really loves now. I think he's kind of switched his attention to the baby now because he will. He really loves to help the baby Oh, cool. Nurse. So oh, he'll, sweet. like, he'll come, like, kiss him when he's nursing or, like, come look really, really close and say like, oh, baby's nursing, baby's drinking milkies. And I'm like, yep, he is. But he he pretty much doesn't ask for it anymore. That's sweet. My second one also had a hard time giving up the breast cuddles. So it was, <laughs> uh, yeah. I And for me too, I'm like, this would be weird. And so weird. Except for that I'm the mom and I totally right. get this. Like, right. I will never Looking again from the judge, outside. Yes. I will mm-hmm. never again judge a mom whose child loves to just touch their breast for comfort. Yeah. I, he still does the shirt thing. He's yep. almost three and he still does the shirt thing with his hand on the shirt. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes, I can totally relate. Oh, that's so funny. I'm so grateful that your third one was an, a fairly easy nurser. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you didn't have the, some of the same struggles as your other two while you kind of dealt with everything else that was going Mm -hmm. on. Uh, Okay. The time really got away from me. I could talk to you forever. (laughs) You have such an interesting story. And I think a lot of moms are going to really relate well to you. So as we kind of close up here, can you tell me, let's start with the hardest part of breastfeeding for you, or maybe just the thing that if you did it again, you're not going to look forward to, you know, and then I'd also Mm -hmm. love to hear your favorite part, especially from what you've been through kind of, with every one of them, something a little mm-hmm. different. Um, so let's start from there. Okay. Let's see. I think there were probably two hardest parts in all my years of breastfeeding. Um, yeah. So I think the first hard part was just those first couple weeks with Mossy. I really, with and I first. think, part, yes, with my first, sorry, uh, with my first. And I think a huge part of that was I was just so unprepared for, postpartum in general that having all those extra issues with with um him nursing just made it that much harder like I really when I was pregnant with him that first pregnancy I took a birth class and they talked like super briefly about postpartum but not at all so I felt and I I'm not a huge like type a person so for me the birth class was enough for me to feel educated yeah yeah so I felt super educated about birth and labor and all that stuff and I had no idea about anything postpartum like I took a pair of um pre-pregnancy leggings with me to the hospital that first so birth like, yes I'm to gonna go home, home. these yeah <laughs> yes and then that obviously didn't happen. And so I made um, Blake wear his old clothes and I wore his clothes home <laughs> from the hospital. <laughs> That's awesome. And, 
And like, I literally had no idea about any of this stuff. Like no one told me about postpartum bleeding, about, you know, all these things. And so that all just kind of compounded and made that those first couple weeks super hard. Yeah. And I was a student and I went, I would not do this again, but I went back to classes um, one week postpartum. Wow. And so it was just a lot. I didn't have any, I didn't have any nursing bras when Masi was born. I, I thought that you could just pull down a regular bra and like feed from it. Yeah. This is not, no one really tells you, huh? No one tells you. So that was not the case. I tried that. It didn't work. So those first couple weeks, no. (laughs) So those first couple weeks while I, you know, researched and ordered some bras and waited for them to come in, I was coming home from class and like stripping completely top naked to feed him and do that whole routine of latching. It wasn't working, pumping, all that. And then like, getting, it was a lot. It was a wow. lot. And then seeing lactation consultants doing that in the hospital, trying to make it work. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. So I would say that was super hard. And one of those things where like you're in it and you don't realize how hard it is or how hard it was until you're like looking back and you're like, whoa, like I took on too much. I wasn't prepared for this you know, and it's kind of like that fog. You're like in that fog, just like Uh. next step. And then, but yeah, so that was the hardest part. Uh, One of the hardest parts, I think, yeah, was that. And then it just got so much easier with the other ones because I knew about postpartum. I prepared myself so much better, set myself up way better. Um, The other hard part was obviously the nursing aversion in a totally different way. Absolutely. Because it was less... It was still overwhelming, but it was overwhelming in a different way. It was more emotionally overwhelming. Yeah. It's a lot of feelings to work through. The the, the nursing aversion part and then also the guilt and the shame. Mm-hmm. And why is yes. no one talking about this? How do I fix mm-hmm. this? No one understands. Yeah. Right. And no one, like, no one talks about wanting, you know, when we talk about breastfeeding, it's all rainbows and cupcakes and no one's talking about you know, nursing aversion and like wanting to literally like push your kid across the room. Like that's, that's a lot. And so, yeah, so that was hard in a totally different way. Um, But I I would say that those were both probably equally, equally hard parts of breastfeeding for me. And what about your favorite? What kind of things did you just love about breastfeeding? Um, I'd love to know. I loved I love so much about breastfeeding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, well, one, I love the bonding sure. between between me and my babies. And I love I loved how with the tandem nursing, it bonded the two of them and really made that transition so smooth. I I think it would have been a whole other story if we hadn't had that nursing to kind of like bridge bridge that transition yeah and I mean there's so many things to love about breastfeeding I love um just like when I stop and think about like oh oh my gosh like my body's doing this Mm -hmm. that just like is there's so especially with like postpartum bodies there's so many things to feel insecure and like negative about that just to like stop and think like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this, like yeah. my body's doing this is, is amazing. And so, you know, whenever I'm having those moments of doubt and like 
wow, I still can't fit into my pre-pregnancy clothes X amount of unnamed years later. (laughs) Um, Just like to stop and be like, you know what? That doesn't matter. That's not important. What is important is like my body grew these human beings from scratch, from two cells. Like, and now my body is feeding and nourishing these babies is just like, it's mind blowing in like the best way possible. Uh, I could totally agree. I love that as well. How long do you plan on nursing your third little one? Do you have, are your goals different now that you're in a different place in your life or you just going to see how it goes? I think we're still, we're still just going to see how it goes. Yeah. So I still had the goal of, you know, two years with him as well. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of like, keep going from there I'm kind of like a crunchy mom I guess my husband always makes fun of me and says that the more kids we have I just get like hippier and hippier yeah (laughs) so so I'm like I don't know like I don't know how long we'll breastfeed but like at the beginning like with my first the thought of breastfeeding a three or four year old was like super weird yeah but now that I'm here and I'm a lot closer to that I'm like I don't think it would be a big deal. Like if it works for us, then, then it works for us. And like, it doesn't really matter what other people say. I'm so glad you said that because I feel like that is kind of a general vibe in mm-hmm. our culture that feeding older kids by the breast is really weird. But I agree that once you're a mom and you're in that place, it all mm-hmm. of a sudden becomes like, well, nothing special happens because my child just had his second birthday. Nothing yeah. is like magically different. different. Yeah. And I think that the, it, once you experience that, and especially if you have a child that's nursing well and that loves it, you just the thought of taking that away is is weirder than the thought of feeding an, a little bit older child. You know, mm-hmm. but it is yeah. hard to kind of understand that until you've been in that spot yes. or someone that you love and has explained this to you has also been in that spot. Yes. And that's like, I was actually just thinking about when we first met Yeah, and that was, and like when my second was a newborn and I, I remember this one time we were like in the, the mother's room at I church. I think we actually <laughs> met in the, in the mother's room at church. I'm not even joking. I thought about that the other day, like. I'm pretty sure I met this girl <laughs> breastfeeding our babies. We had our backs around and we flipped around. We were like, hey, we're friends hey. now. <laughs> yes, so I was just thinking about it. But because like that, I had that goal for two years of the two year to make it to the two year mark. Mm-hmm. But you were the first person. I think your son was like 18 months at the time or like somewhere around there. Yeah, maybe 16. he was getting close to 18. He was, he was yeah. definitely not a baby. Yeah, he was not. And so I had this goal and I was like part of like Facebook groups and stuff um, for so like to get support that I just didn't have, you know, in my real life. But you were the first person that I'd like seen in person, like nursing an older baby. And so that's so interesting. That was so cool for me just to see like, okay, it's one thing to like meet other moms on the Internet who are doing these things you want to do, it's a whole nother thing to like see it in person and be like, hey, I know her and she's not weird. I mean, right. Not in a bad way. I mean, like that, I'm not that weird. <laughs> <laughs> but like you say, an 18 month old is still, they're not a baby, but 
they're still they're getting so many benefits from breastfeeding. And he was not, mine was not ready to be done. Just like mm-hmm. yours was not. And it was working for us. And like, I couldn't even make it through a three hour session of church without having mm-hmm. to feed him. Um, but we just, that's just what worked for us. Yeah. So yeah, I think having mom friends kind of in the same area of life as you are can be so beneficial. So whether you find that at church or in your work community or mm-hmm. in your local community or school moms or anywhere that you can find people that are in the same place as you, I think is only going to make your experience better and just kind of help you all meet your goals together. See another way to do things and take a little from this person and this person and find your own path and, and make it work for you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I, I'm part of a lot of like mom groups and I follow a lot of different accounts on like Instagram and stuff like that, because I don't have a lot of people in person who are like doing these same things as me, but like, I'm also pretty open um, about telling people, you know, like, Hey, I still, well, up to a month ago, I still nurse my almost three-year-old. Hopefully, you know, that that will, I can be that per. I can be you for someone else. Oh, <laughs> I, I love that. And the more we hear about it and the more people are open like you to talk about it, I think the less weird it gets, because honestly, it's not that weird, especially when you're in it yourself, mm-hmm. you become, it becomes a new appreciation for this is not as weird as I thought before mm-hmm. I had kids looking at these moms doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think I've actually had, I've only had a few negative responses from people. Like um, it's, uh, it's not the first thing I bring up when I meet a new mom friend, yeah, like, well, hi, I'm Margaret. I tandem feed, yeah. um, but, but I'm not like, I don't hide it. And typically when I tell people um, like I've only gotten, mostly only gotten positive responses and I think that people especially other moms are more curious than anything yeah and so I found like especially when I'm talking in person with one of my mom friends they're less likely to judge and they're more likely to just be asking me questions because it's not something that we see a lot oh wow I love that so and I know me and I'm kind of assuming you too I have no problem answering questions especially when Mm -hmm. they're approached in a really kind and genuine way um, I, I could, I would tell you basically anything if you came and yeah. asked me, you know, I've never seen that before. Why did you decide to do that? I mean, even if they said it with some judgment, but I could tell they were trying, mm-hmm. I would have no problem with that. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I feel the same way. And I think it's the only negative responses I've gotten have been over social media. Uh, or it's a lot easier <laughs> um, to hide behind your screen. It isn't is. It? Yes. But like all my in-person interactions with my friends have been really good. And I'll, I have no problem explaining, you know, why I've decided to tan nursing. And I love to like kind of um, like highlight how it's helped them transition. And a lot of moms are like, yeah, I totally get that. You know, like I wasn't nursing my older kid anymore and the transition was so hard. So I can see, you know, why you'd want to do anything to make that easier. Uh, I love I love it when you get that empathy from other moms who can just, you know, even if they did something different, but they yeah. can still kind of say, wow, that makes total sense to me. Good for you. Perfect. Well, Margaret, thank you so much for talking with us today. I we're like almost at an hour of recording time now, probably be a yeah. little shorter after I edit it, but <laughs> I could, I, I have so many more questions. We might have to have you back on in like six months and see. Okay. Where you're at, <laughs> oh my goodness. This was so fun. I really appreciate it. 
Um, we'll put some fun links down below. We'll put okay, a link awesome. to my online breastfeeding course to kind of help you prepare. You mentioned that that mm-hmm. was a hard thing for you with your first one. <laughs> Any other um, mom groups or something that you think would be helpful? I'd also love to put those down there and share with anyone listening today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a group or there's a, an account on Instagram called Breastfeeding Aversion. Oh, great. And that's where I first heard about like nursing aversion and stuff like that. And she has, she experienced it herself and found that there was like no resources out there yeah. for moms. And so she wrote her own book that I think came out like a year ish ago. I have not read it, but it's on my to read list. Yeah. Um, but even just following her account um, has been so helpful just to be like, there are other moms going through this same thing as me. Yes. Perfect. We'll make sure and put those down there. Cause I, and any other like tandem feeding resources you yes. have, I would love to yes, share Yes, I have those. some. I do have Perfect. some. Perfect. Yay. You can also see everything else that New Little Life is doing on my website, which is newlittlelife.com. And don't forget to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks again, Margaret. Thanks so much, Allison.